of you here this morning, good morning, and want to wish you all the grace and the blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ to all of you this day. Thank you very much for being here today. Of course, God thanks you as well. I stand before you here this morning as one of the men who forgot to wear a Hawaiian shirt, and so my apologies to all you men that uh, I just kind of missed that one today. But I also want to thank Reverend Anders for the privilege to stand in this pulpit here this morning, because it truly is a privilege. Many years ago, in the first annual Father's Day service that we had, I started along with Ray Sweatman that day preaching about Father's Day and what it meant to each and every one of us. It's really glad, I'm really glad to be back here this morning, so thank you very much. This morning's scripture in Matthew's gospel describes Christ's baptism by John the Baptist. The event of this baptism is described in almost exact detail, not only in the Gospel of Matthew, but also in the Gospels of Mark and of Luke. They all record God saying exactly the same words, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now John's Gospel recounts Christ's baptism in a slightly different manner. He acts as a witness and describes it thus, I saw the Spirit descend as a dove from heaven, and it remained on him. John further says, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, to read and hear the wonderful words that God the Father spoke that day, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. These words this sentiment, confirming words to Jesus, the Son himself, the Father saying, I love you. I approve of your work. I approve of your calling and your mission here upon this earth. The Father also saying to all who witness this, hear what my Son will teach. Practice what you hear, because I, God the Father, affirm his presence here on this earth and at this time. What a great and wonderful sentiment for any daughter or son to hear this from their father. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we first understand that there are three very important basic needs in life, food, shelter, and clothing. And we understand that these things are most basic for just sustaining life. But after those needs are met, then recognize that there are other needs for all of us as human beings, for love, for affection, and one that we're looking at today, recognition. Recognition, which is why I titled this the words that we say. Recognition, words that we say to one another, words and messages that we as fathers speak to our children to or about them. Jesus, like God the Father, spoke at Christ's baptism. But we need to be very careful of what we say to our children because it could backfire on you. A curious child once asked his father, he says, Daddy, why are some of the hairs on your head gray? And the dad tries to use this occasion, to see, and he says to himself, hmm, this could be a, a, a really good example and a teaching moment for my child. And so he said to his child, 
He says, some of my hairs are gray because of you, my dear child. <laughs> Every bad action of yours will turn one of my hairs gray. And dad thinks, well, I've really made a really great point here. But his child, after thinking for a moment, says, ah, now I know what, no, <clears throat> Now I know why all of Grandpa's hairs are gray. <laughs> that really backfired on Dad, didn't it? You know, it's always important to take note of the things that we say to anybody, but especially to our children and our grandchildren. Children are so very impressionable. They can take our words, even our casual, offhanded comments, so seriously and to heart. Often, they will mimic what we say. My father recalled a story about me from when I was a small child. I was about three to four years old, and it seems that I was in the living room playing with my wooden blocks. Now, as children do, I was taking these blocks and stacking them in various different ways, and, of course, the stack would eventually collapse and fall over, to which I exclaimed, damn it. So guess who I learned that from? <laughs> My father immediately had it driven home to him that he really, really had to watch what he said in my presence, even as a small boy. To take that even further, remember in the movie A Christmas Story <laughs> that is broadcast all through Christmas, what Ralphie said about his dad. He says, you know, my dad wove obscenities in the manner that an artist works in clays or paints. It was his true medium. And we all know what Ralphie uttered while helping his dad fix a flat tire. And we also know who he learned that word from. <laughs> so we as parents, as fathers, unwittingly and almost unknowingly start setting examples to our children by the words that we say, not only to them, but also to others. Where does a child learn respect towards her mother? Conversely, where does a child learn disrespect towards his mom? Where does a child learn tolerance?
How's that? Do I start all over? Um, <laughs> so my father, at the side of my bed, speaking to me and telling me that Bozio would not let anything bad happen to me. That was so reassuring. And you know, I can still hear him almost 70 years later, my earthly father, encouraging my faith and trust in my heavenly father. Our words and example are used to illustrate the importance of education, to strive for the learning that results in not only a meaningful enjoyment and career in life, but also a full and well-rounded life. As the college care deacon here, I have told many of your college-bound children to succeed in school. In fact, my very words are, stay in school or else you'll end up like me. They laugh, just like you just did, but it gets their attention. And what has really pleased me is that over the years, many of them have come back and have repeated those very words back to me, that they did stay in school, that they wouldn't turn out like me. One of the persons that comes to mind is Dana Wrinkle, who was uh, uh, very well known here in this church. Some of what we say can cut like a knife. Words that can hurt. You're stupid. Don't you get anything right? You'll never amount to anything. And the worst thing of all is, I wish you were never born. Now, these hurtful statements can do one of two things to us and to them. They can completely tear down the spirit of a young child, sometimes forever. Those words could act, or those words could act as an incentive to that child to succeed anyway. In other words, in the mind of a child, I'll show you, I will succeed, I will do it right, and that I am worth something. But do you as a parent, as a father, do you really want to take that chance? Remember, when Christ's disciples one time tried to chase the children away while he was teaching and preaching, his response to his disciples was, suffer the little children to come unto me. Christ saw the future of Christianity and these small children, his future, our future, God's future. So the next time you hear a crying child or a little two-year-old that's making a bit of noise out in the back, remember this, that is the sound of future right here at Greenfield. That is our future. That is that new life that is crying for attention and is crying out to every one of us. So speaking of crying, there was another crying sound so long ago. The crying voice of John the Baptist, quoting the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So as fathers, as parents, as mothers being both mothers and fathers, as fathers being both mothers and fathers, and as men who assume fatherly duties with other children, as Isaiah and John said, prepare the way of the Lord. So should you prepare the way for your children. Prepare their minds for clarity of thought. Prepare their bodies for health, strength, and soundness. Prepare their soul for faith and knowledge of their Lord God. 
their creator, their savior, their role model. Make straight their paths by your example, by your example of worship, by your example of fairness, by your example of mercy, by your example of good hard effort, your example of what a man is, one who loves his God, one who loves his family, one who loves his spouse, one who loves his children, one who will one day say proudly to a son or to a daughter, this is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. And to that, I can only wish to all of you fathers, happy Father's Day. God bless you, and amen.